Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. The bush was on fire, but it didn't burn. Also, the bush talked. This experience with the burning talking bush was quite terrifying and humbling for Moses. It was time for the Israelites to be freed from slavery in Egypt. God used this miracle of the burning bush to reach Moses, to show Moses his power. And God spoke to Moses from this burning bush. Moses wanted to know how he would convince the Israelites that he would be their savior. He wanted to know what he would say to the people. And here's what he had to say. Exodus 3 verse 14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shall you say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Now that phrase, I am that name for the great God is quite stunning and incredible in John's Gospel, The Love of God, written by Philadelphia Church of God Pastor General Gerald Flurry. It says on page 35 what this term means. So again, God told Moses, I am that I am, and he also called himself I am. Mr. Flurry writes, that name means I will be what I will be, or I eternally exist. It could also mean, talking about God, he is what he wants to be. He will do what he wills to do when and where he wants to. Or, I will be what I want to be, when I want to be it, how I want to be it. This description really does not fit human beings. We are so inconsistent, up and down as human beings. We are mortal and weak. We are not rock solid always being exactly who we want to be, doing what we want to do all the time. And yet God is. God has lived for eternity without starting point, and he's always been the same. God says in the Bible that he changes not. All eternity, never changing. 
always thinking the same way, speaking the same way, living the same way, and having the same desires and dreams and goals. Completely immovable and unchangeable. Now, God was telling Moses that Egypt would be crushed by the great I am. Egypt would be bent over God's knee and beaten into submission. They would get a hard spanking by the great I am. And Egypt had no chance. Nothing that Pharaoh or anyone else could do could stop what was coming. God would do what he would do to Egypt. He willed his will upon Egypt. And there was nothing they could do to stop it. Now, you probably know the history. God sent 10 plagues on Egypt, completely discrediting and humiliating all of their false gods and crushing Egypt. Egypt was the world's premier superpower at the time. But after God was through with them, they have never been the same ever since. To this day, Egypt has never returned to superpower status. Look at them today. They're a pretty strong nation, I suppose. But no one is talking about Egypt being one of the major players, one of the real powers on earth today. That's what happens when we go against the great I am. The God who imposes his will. The God who does what he wants to do and is who he wants to be. Now, the God being who was the I am is also known as the word. One of two eternally existing God beings talked about at the beginning of John chapter one. And the word later became Jesus Christ. While he was Jesus Christ, he had frequent confrontations with some arrogant scholarly groups of Jews called the Pharisees. The Pharisees did whatever they could to discredit Jesus Christ. And yet Christ struck them down and dismantled their arguments every time. Notice here what he said to them. John 8 verse 23. You are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. So Christ was telling the Pharisees, we are not the same. Yes, I walk among you as a man. I look like you, 
I don't stand out in my appearance, but we are not the same. (laughs) He was a human in some ways, but he was also God. He was the son of God walking the earth among mere mortals. Now, during this time, Christ was a mortal because he chose to be. And it wouldn't stay that way. He's not a mortal anymore. He chose to do that for us, but that did not make him truly on our level. We are not on that level. We are not the same. Now, in this in this chapter, John 8, repeatedly, Christ reminded the Pharisees who he really was. And he gave them some pretty strong correction. Notice the next verse, John 8, verse 24. I said, therefore, unto you, that you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am, you shall die in your sins. As Mr. Flory points out in the, the John booklet, the translators keep on trying to add the word he after I am. They think it makes it more clear if it says I am he. But it really doesn't. I am that I am. That's what it means. I will be what I will be. I will do what I want to do. And no one can stop me. That is the I am. Christ is telling these Bible scholars here in John chapter 8 that I am. Now surely the Pharisees had to know about the I am of the Bible. The I am who spoke directly to Moses and overwhelmed him at the burning bush that wasn't being consumed. Surely these Bible scholars had to recognize the reference that Christ was making. Notice verse 28. Then said Jesus unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. Imagine having the power to light a bush on fire, except that the bush would never burn up. And to speak from inside that bush, even if you were physically located somewhere else. Imagine having the power to exist forever, to create the entire earth and the universe, angels and man. And then saying about yourself, I do nothing of myself. That's what Christ said about himself, despite having limitless power. Because he wasn't in charge 
God the Father is over Jesus Christ. And they have a perfect I am government. It works perfectly with God in charge and Christ submitting and obeying perfectly all the time. That gives us a little bit more context about what the term I am really means. Page 37 of John's Gospel, The Love of God, Mr. Flurry writes here, I will be whatever I want to be within the context of God's purpose and God's law and God's calling. That's really what Christ is talking about when he says, I am. Because even though he has all that power, he still submits. He still obeys God the Father. And everything he is, everything he wants to accomplish, aligns perfectly with the Father's purpose and law and plan. So Christ is completely immovable and unchangeable, completely steadfast in his goal to fully obey God. What an incredible example for us. Let's go over to Psalm 82. Mr. Flurry writes about this chapter in the John booklet. You can get yourself a free copy at thetrumpet.com. John's Gospel, The Love of God. So Psalm 82, and we'll just pick up here in verse 2. And now this is God looking at the world that we humans have created. Psalm 82, verse 2. How long will you judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. Now verse 5, they know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. That is God's view of the world today. God sees only injustice and malpractice, calling good evil and evil good. The helpless, the weak being abused. And he says, all the foundations of the earth are out of course. If that's true, what can we possibly do to fix it? What can we possibly do to reverse the course of the earth? To put the, the earth back on the right course? Well, this is clearly beyond 
human ability to solve. What could we do about that? We're just human beings. We need the I am government to fix our problems. This is page 32 of the John booklet. How is God going to solve that monstrous problem? The answer has been there, but man has not wanted it because he has not yet suffered enough. And he still believes he can work out a solution on his own. But the harder he tries, the worse the problems become. Just look around. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. What does that mean? It means that all religions, politics, education, and science have foundations that are out of course. We can't possibly solve our problems without foundational changes. Where is this change going to come from? The very next verse here in Psalm 82 verse 6 gives us a hint. I have said, you are gods and all of you are children of the Most High. This is what Christ quoted to the Pharisees as well. They wanted to accuse and condemn Christ for blasphemy, for calling himself the I Am, for calling himself the Son of God. And yet, here in Psalm 82, verse 6, it says that all of us are gods as well. That's the incredible human potential to actually be God as God is God, to be a part of the God family. That's what Christ was talking about when he was on the earth. He was delivering the true gospel message, the good news of the coming kingdom of God, the family of God that will administer the government of God, the I am government that will get the world back on the right course that will shift the world onto the proper foundation. But it's not just going to be God and Christ working alone to fix everything. There will be many other God beings, members of that God family, assisting God and Christ now, this starts today. God is training and teaching a select few today to prepare for that future. But then it opens up to the entire world. And everyone who has ever lived can have an opportunity to be part of this, to be taught and trained by God and be involved in this future of fixing the world when humans for 6,000 years have failed to do so. We will succeed where they failed. If we obey God, if we submit to him, if we determine like the great I am to obey God no matter what, 
the I am, Jesus Christ, is completely rock solid. Supporting God wholeheartedly in his purpose. And that's what God wants from all of us. Page 32 again of the John's Gospel, the Love of God booklet. Again, you need to get a free copy of this at thetrumpet.com. It will cause you to soar. It will cause you to be happy. But just notice here, we'll conclude with this powerful quote. And hopefully this is something that we can all think about and be inspired by and thank God for. Page 32 of the John booklet. Our potential to be part of God's spirit-born family and to assist our Father forever is the answer to the problems of this world. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.